Hello there, all you creeps. If you're one of the many new listeners, or even if you're someone who's been around and has chosen not to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, do it now, or I will forever haunt you in your home. That basically just means I will provide you with the best cuddling that you've ever experienced, and I'll probably do your dishes, honestly. You can also help support us all by giving us a five-star rating on Spotify and by following us on our social media at The Fright Crew on Insta and The Fright Crew Pod on TikTok. I also just want to tell you guys how much we adore and appreciate all of your continued support, and we thank you from the bottom of our decrepit little hearts. Now, roll the intro. <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> What's spooky, you creeps? I'm your douchebag who pisses on the ancestral tree and is constantly vaping Jensen Harper. <laughs> uh, and today, I, I'm i the May Queen. Finally. I know, finally. Like, I can't even tell you how long. <laughs> I wanted to say that. Hell And yes. mean it. I know. We're finally here. Yes, because I've like said it before, like I was in like a silly, goofy mood, but now like it, it actually works. Yes. And uh, that's what we're going to refer to you as for the rest of the episode, for the rest of the for time the rest of, my of life, the podcast. Actually. Yes, exactly. Yes, I'm legally uh, changing my name. certificate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Make me Lester. If, uh, people <laughs> if people haven't uh, picked up on what we're doing, what did you pull out of the body bag, dude? I did midsummer, midsummer. Yes. I'm not sure how how the uh, the movie Nazis are gonna. Well, you know what? The rest of the episode, we're just gonna switch back and forth. So I'll say yes, midsummer we'll just say once. Both. Yeah. yeah, we'll just go back and forth. <laughs> yes, because you never know. We're gonna get like a comment, like, "Hey, uh, you said it wrong. Do you see the A? <laughs> it's not an E. <laughs> it's midsummer. Sorry, G. Get it right." <laughs> I like midsummer better, but you know. you know what's weird is I used to say midsummer like when it first came out, and for some reason when I started hearing people say midsummer, I started saying it that way, and I can't get it out of my head. I don't know what's wrong yeah. with me. It's weird. Midsummer, midsummer. Yeah, it's weird. But yeah, um, did we already record this? I don't know why this keeps happening. <laughs> we're having technical difficulties, so yes, we're here again. <laughs> um, but you were saying the first time we thought we were recording that we had already done this a while back. Yes, in a head-to-head version. Yes. But this deserves the full attention from someone who loves it so much like you. You know, it just why not? And, like, now we can do the deep dive on Mr. Ari Aster himself and everything. And Yes. We're all good to go. So, um, And but, for the theme, because our theme is good yes, for her. Yes, good for and her. And we can't mom. do good for her without this movie. Dude, it's the quintessential good to. for her film. Yes. yes. So we have to start it with this film. Um, your film, I'm excited for if it's still the one that you said it's going to be. Yeah, I think so. And we have another one that we potentially are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good ones. Yes. I'm very excited. Cool. It's going to be a good time this month. Of course. Good for her. And let's talk about Midsummer. Um, why, what is, what is it about this film that you love so much? My gushing. Yep. Well, I'm not sure what we've already recorded. So I'm just going to start over. <laughs> True. Um, so originally when I, um, like found out about the film, I was at the movies, saw the trailer, um, 
And like we've said, uh, A24 films tell you absolutely nothing when you yeah. see the trailers. It really does leave you with like a what the fuck. And then you have to see it. So you yes. were like, well, okay, now I now I know what this movie's about. Yep. Um, so one night, like my friends reached out and they're like, hey, um, like, do you want to go see that new movie, um, Midsummer? And I was like, absolutely, let's go. Um, and during that time, I was going through like a pretty bad breakup, um, like going through it, complete yeah. sad boy. Um, so that movie like really like resonated with me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, just absolutely blew me away. Like leaving the theater, I... Yeah, I can't even describe the emotions. Oh, I can, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was very emotional. Um, and then since that time, I, of course, I've seen it again. Um, like I, I saw it months later when it was on um, Amazon Prime. I was in a better headspace. Yeah. Um, and I was able to like, um, I don't know, like pay attention to certain things a little bit more, like catch on to um, like the little things that we'll talk about. But, yeah, seriously. There's um, so many little things. Yeah. Yeah. And the more you watch it, the more you will catch on yep. to those things, yep. which I really like. Yes. Um, it's crazy. And yeah, ever like every single time that I've seen it since then, um, I've just liked it even more. Yeah. It just honestly. I know you like find more appreciation of it every time. Yeah. Which is crazy because sometimes like I'll see a movie and I'm like, this movie is fucking awesome. Like this is my <laughs> favorite movie. Yeah. And then I'll watch it again or like show someone else the movie and then I'm watching it. I'm like, why was I hyping this movie up so much? Yeah, like, I this, see that. Yeah, this isn't as good as I remember it being. Um, but there are those few that, like, the first time you see it, it blows you away. It continues yes. to do it, and I do have a nice little pocket full of those ones. Um, and this is definitely in there. I don't blame you. Um, yeah, it's crazy, and I can't even imagine like going through a breakup and having to watch this, or not having to, but you know, watching this film and just being like, "No, my head was held and my eyes were like taped oh, open." Oh my god! So I was forced. Yeah, yeah, forced to watch <laughs> it. Clockwork Orange style. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Like you have no fucking choice. Sorry. Yeah, no, sorry, you're upset. You're watching it, dude. I mean, I just can't imagine. So, because that's ultimately what this film is. But remember, which is just crazy, because like. The, right. the trailer? No way. No nah, way. Would no. I have even, like, anticipated this being, like, some insane, like, deteriorating relationship breakup film? Dude. Especially yeah. with such a shitty, gaslighty boyfriend thing. Yes. Goddamn. So, yes. And obviously, we're going to... feel her pain. <laughs> yeah, dude. We're going to dive into that. But, um, yeah. And then as for me, pretty, pretty much same. Like, I saw it in theaters as well. And... I was pretty much just blown away by it too. Um, not as much as hereditary, but still it was very much so like, I mean, nothing is better than daytime horror. And I really love like folk horror and cult stuff. And like, this kind of just has all of it, you know? Yep. The colors, the visuals are amazing. And if you did catch it on the big screen, like that is the way to see it. Yep. Um, like just, yeah. Seeing, Really, any A twenty four film in theaters. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> like all of them that I've yeah. seen. Um, I didn't see Lamb in theaters, unfortunately. But I know. I same. wish I would have. I do have the four K Blu ray, so I definitely need to watch that on the big screen. Yeah. But or like my big screen. But yeah, yeah, because you have a really really nice TV. According to um, you, I'm like I want a bigger <laughs> one, but yeah. <laughs> Compared to I watch I movies on my laptop or my phone, <laughs> and I'm over here with like a sixty inch, and I'm like, yeah, hey, so you have bigger. like surround sound. <laughs> All the fancy shit. Oh, um, shit. Like my headphones right now, one of them works. Mm-hmm. The other one, I can't hear anything out of. It's okay. It's okay. We're, so we're... <laughs> I, 
I have, uh, yeah, I can't say much on what May I have. May Queen, you're living your best life. It's okay. I am. I am. I took a mushroom before I hopped on. I... Oh, shit. This could get weird. No. It could get weird. It's already getting weird. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but definitely seeing it on the big screen. Yeah. I yeah, wish I would have like, seen it more than once on the big screen, but I know seriously. I mean, what what's cool these days is uh, if you look at like more like local theaters, artsy theaters, even Alamo, they'll do like limited runs of movies yeah. that are have been out in the past. So maybe you could look for a Midsummer on the big screen at some point at your local theater in Denver or wherever you know. Um, yeah, and they might be playing it. You never know. So yeah, definitely try to catch it on the big screen or something because it's worth it and. It is a spectacle for sure. Um, it's just so crazy. Like, uh, even so, I rewatched it again, and I was just like catching things that I had never noticed before. Like, when she uh, first takes the mushrooms. Yeah. Like, when they first get there, which is a really gross scene that we'll dive into. But um, I was just like noticing little things, like when she looks at her boyfriend, Christian his face is all fucked up. And I'm like, yeah, like little tiny details. And I'm like, dang dude, I never noticed that specific thing of his face being morphed or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's got a lot of that stuff and it's super cool, but we're stoked to be here, you know? And, uh, if we're ready for the section, first section, you down the brains, the brains, I am ready for the brains. Let's hear it. Courtney, uh, getting into the brains, uh, midsummer, mid midsummer, whichever one, because, you know, as we already said, uh, is a 2019 folk horror film um, written and directed by Ari Aster. Um, the film follows a dysfunctional couple, Danny and Christian, um, played by Florence Pugh and Jack Rayner, um, as they travel to Sweden with a group of friends for a midsummer festival, only to find themselves in the clutches of a sinister Scandinavian pagan cult. Um, so in 20, in May, 2018, um, it was announced that Ari Aster would write and direct the film, um, with Lars Knudsen serving as producer, um, Be Real Films, a Swedish company produced the film alongside Square Peg, um, with any 24 distributing, um, mm-hmm. Aster's previous film Hereditary had been huge critical success. Um, we all love that film. Yeah. I've got some, you know, we've already talked about it. I won't get into it. <laughs> we'll, times, fight. Yeah. <laughs> we'll fight. We'll yeah. fight. Um, which made over 80 million, um, to become a 24's highest grossing film worldwide. Yep. Um, and according to Aster, he had been approached by re be real executives, um, to create a slasher film set in Sweden, an idea that he initially rejected, um, cause he felt that he had no way into that story. Uh, okay. um, but he ultimately came up with a plot, uh, which the two central characters are experienced relationship tensions, verging on a breakup and wrote the surrounding screenplay around this theme. Um, and he described the result as a breakup movie dressed in the clothes of a folk horror film. Oh yeah. Which he did an amazing, amazing job at. Yeah. That perfect blend of it, you know? Yeah. Which I like just how he even came up with the, the film idea is crazy to me. Like how people create films that are so amazing. It just, <laughs> it blows my mind. I'm like, how? And like, here we you... are talking about them. Cause we're still blown away by yes. everything. <laughs> if you like approached me and you were like, Hey, you should direct a film. I'd be like, okay, well, where do I start? Uh, there's a guy with a mask and a chainsaw in the woods. <laughs> yeah, <dude, laughs> like, yeah. It's just, I can't, I can't think of how to be creative like that. But... <laughs> I feel like you could. I got some ideas. I got some ideas yeah. for sure. I feel like you've, you're a lot more creative than I am. I but. don't know about that. I just, you know, yeah, I got some ideas. I'm a writer, so it comes, yeah. you know, in that territory. Yep. 
Um, so the cast had joined um, the filming in July 2018. Mm-hmm. Principal photography began on July 30th, 2018 um, in Budapest, Hungary, and wrapped up in October 2018. Pretty quick filming. Yeah. Um, so Midsummer had a pre-release screening at the Alamo Draft House Cinema in New York City on June 18th, 2019. Um, and the film was theatrically released in the United States on July 3rd, 2019. Um, it was released in Sweden on July 10th, 2019. Hell yeah, dude. Um, getting into music, um, Ari Aster wrote the film while listening to British electronic musician The Hacks and Cloaks 2013 huh. album Excavation. Okay. Should have listened to that because I'm curious. Yeah, that's Maybe crazy. you can sprinkle a little clip. Right. later recruited him to compose a film score um, credited under his real name Bobby Krillick Um, he began composing the music before the filming began um, taking inspiration from Nordic Nordic, uh, folk music and collaborating closely with um, Ari Aster and the film makes use of dialectic diegetic diegetic it should be yeah diegetic music where events on screen meld with the score yeah dude it's amazing. Um, the soundtrack album was released on July 5th, 2019 via Millen Records. Hell yeah. It's a good one, dude. Trust me. It's on Spotify or whatever you're on, dude. Go check it out. I should listen like I feel like it would be good um like night driving tunes some of them maybe some of them like like I listen to Gast which is like obviously when like uh her sister you know does that oh shit yes and I'm like oh dude it's so haunting but I listen to it that, when I'm yeah. like in that kind of I don't of mood. know I don't know if I could do it yeah because that scene fucks me up bad yeah we'll definitely fucking die yes that. Jesus we will <laughs> we will oh. um and then just a little bit on the director's cut, um, which I have not seen, which is surprising. I need to. Um, yeah. So the original um, cut was 171 minutes, um, which <laughs> 824. It's insane. What is that? Like two hours and 55? <laughs> Something like that. Three, almost three hours. Jesus. Yeah. It's, yeah, that would be brutal, but worth <laughs> it. Um, which A24 asked him to trim down for a wide theatrical release, um, had its world premiere at the Film Society of Lincoln Center in New York City, um, August 20th of 2019. Um, the director's cut was released as an Apple TV exclusive on September 24th, 2019. Oh. On physical media, it saw a British release on Blu-ray and DVD um, October 2019. 
and an Australian Blu-ray release on November 6th and a U.S. release in July of 2020. Okay. Um, And then Home Media, um, Midsummer is released on Digital HD September 2019. Um, Like I already said, the Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, And then the director's cut of the film was then released on Blu-ray and 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray as an A24 shop exclusive on July 20th, 2020, in limited copies. And I think you have one. I do, I do. Um, I think they might have repressed them or something, because I got it this past Christmas, so they still have okay. some. Yeah, it wasn't super limited, I guess, but... Yeah, maybe that, it was they... like a second run or something. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, maybe. Dang, if I could get my hands on one of those, like, first release ones. Oh, I know, that'd be super dope. That is on my bucket list, um, and so is... The Talking Frankenhooker DVD or yeah. uh, yes. VHS? The VHS one, yeah. Yes. That'd be crazy. Yeah, I there's still, some good shit out there. <laughs> I still try to find these things on eBay, but... I know. it's Some of it's like too much. <laughs> I know. I'm like, am I going to spend $800 uh, on yeah. like a ripped up VHS cover? <laughs> For real. Yeah, I was looking like, at a brain dead one and it was it. like $120 and I said, hmm... Nah. <laughs> yeah, it's like what what it's in like the like one hundred to two hundred. It's kind of makes sense to spend kind that much. Of, yeah, because I'm like okay, like that's not an insane amount of money. They're not asking for like hundreds, right? But also, like imagine what they bought it for when it uh, ten dollars. It was like ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's hard, but yeah. Yeah, actually, speaking of A24, um, I think it's kind of funny. And like to the listener, I want you guys to weigh in on it because I think it's kind of funny. Um, A24 just started like a membership thing. Did you see that, Courtney? No. I don't know if you get their emails. Um, I don't know how I feel about it because it's like five bucks a month or 55 bucks a year. And you just kind of get like you get added to their like best friends or like whatever close friends list on Instagram. So you get different stories. So you get like alerted to shop exclusive stuff like early. Um, I don't know. It was very like limited. I was like five bucks a month for like what? I could see. Just for news. Yeah, dude. And like you get the zines that they produce like uh, every couple months or whatever. Oh, it's just like, I don't know. A zine is a zine. It's not a big deal to me. Um, And then the only thing I could think that would make it worth it is for like 10 bucks a month. If they had like a streaming service where every single A24 film was on there. Yeah. Then maybe, yeah. but they haven't done that. The closest Especially thing is Showtime. Yeah. Because their stuff and their like merch um, oh God. is so overpriced. It's so overpriced. It's that super they're like, exclusive. hey, you could be the first person to spend $70 on this t shirt. Exactly. <laughs> yes. But then once you buy it, there'll be um, released to the general public and they'll be able to get them too for the same price. Yeah, yeah, because you know those members aren't going to... Well, I don't know. A24 stands are kind of crazy. So They are. Like, I love it, but y'all are wild. Yes, and <laughs> so. I wanted one of those um, X yes, t-shirts. Yes, they were cool. They're so cool, but and I keep getting like Instagram ads for them. Same. Um, but I'm like, I am not spending $85 on your fucking t-shirts. No, no, you guys are insane. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. But... The, the only thing, like when it comes to clothes and stuff, I don't know. It's kind of pricey. But um, on A24, I would recommend like their books that they have. Um, I have the witch one and the hereditary one. And they're Yeah. Super I saw your witch one and that one was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're super cool. I think they're like 60 bucks. So it's like a That's little pricey. It. But 
you get the whole fucking script. Yeah. You get like behind the scenes photos and stuff. And it's just a great like coffee table piece, you know? So. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's more worth having um, as like a collector's item versus a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I love t-shirts and I love. Um, like I've spent some, some pretty pennies on limited release t-shirts myself, but not that much. No, 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 no. You're, you're out of your mind. But uh, then again, we're not really those kind of people. I mean, shit. Some people go to like what fucking Tommy Hilfiger and spend a hundred dollars on a fucking long sleeve. Like the Gucci belts. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I don't know what that means, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what? (laughs) You guys are crazy. So I don't know. Um, so ratings, we have an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, 87.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 72% on Metacritic. Um, I did not grab the letterbox, but I think when we looked at it, it was four out of five. Sounds about right. I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up real quick just to make sure it is a 3.8 out of five. Okay. 3.8. So very close to a four. Yeah. And the budget was 9 million and it grossed 48 million. Nice. Yes. That's good. That's good for sure. I Nine think, million uh, just seems kind of low for. Yeah, but then again, it's like it's set in one area. True, mostly. But they did a lot, man. A lot of costumes. Yeah. A lot of. Um, yeah, it just seemed like a lot of people, a lot of props, yeah, it, a lot of. It does animals. Animals <laughs> in the background and shit. Yes. Yeah. So interesting. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say that I think personally the ratings are a little low, dude. I know. I remember, um, like right when it came out, it was like 98% on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. and like people were going crazy over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Amazon, it was like five out of five. Right. Um, but I don't really trust Amazon scores, but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like there's some real shitty movies that have like five stars. Yeah. Like, you're like, like, what's happening here? <laughs> um, yeah. But so the ratings have definitely gone down in the years. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. Cause I mean, like. Every time I watch it, I'm in the same boat as you. Like every time I watch it, I'm like, "This is shot so fucking it's well." So good. Yeah. So I don't know, and like acted so well. Like, yeah. I think maybe people are so turned off by it or something. I don't know, because it it does touch on some crazy shit. So. Yeah, and people get like, I don't want to say offended, but they get like, um, offended, like weirded. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> And like weirded out with stuff where they're yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, why, why did that happen? Or why is this and that and this? Yeah. They I don't feel like, like. They get like triggered, you know? And yeah. Like, yeah. Triggered. Just, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, people are insane, but it's okay. I get you. All right. Ari Aster, our boy. One of our boys around here for sure. Um, Ari Aster himself was born in New York City on July 15th, 1986. So his birthday's coming up as well. <laughs> Uh, his mother is a poet and his father is a musician. And the first film that Ari remembers seeing in theaters was actually Dick Tracy. And in the film, there's a scene where one of the characters like fires a Tommy gun and Aster was so terrified by it that he like got up and ran through the city around bl- the blocks while his mother tried to catch him. That's how it like made an impact on him. Um, and Ari also recalls living in England for some time where his dad opened a jazz nightclub, which is super rad. He liked it there, but at 10 years old, his family moved back to the States and resided in New Mexico. Boring. We talked about that last time. I know. Like, eh, yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. And as a kid, Ari would go to the local video stores and pull all the horror films to take home. I mean, sounds like us, you know, all of us. It's crazy. 
In 2004, he enrolled at the College of Santa Fe, where he studied film, and he graduated in 08. Not too shabby. His first uh, short that he made was called Tale of Two Tims, which got him a fellowship into the graduate directing program, I guess. Not sure what that is, but I'm sure it's pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but honestly, his breakout short was The Strange Thing About the Johnsons. Uh, this was Ari's thesis film, and it debuted at Slamdance Film Festival in 2011. Uh, yeah, this this short, it's free on YouTube. Um, it's really bad quality for some reason. I don't know why, but... I watched it really good quality on... Um, what's that other like streaming service? It's kind of like YouTube. Like Vimeo? Um, maybe. I think it might have been. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. that's like the... Something like that. I, I, get, I know what you're saying, though. Like something... Like YouTube, but not, yeah. I'm sure if you Googled it, then you could probably find a better version. Yeah. But the one on yeah. YouTube is real bad quality. I don't know why. So um, it's it's crazy. It's definitely touches on some weird subjects and uh, uncomfortable. Uh, it's funny to me because Ari Aster seems like the kind of guy that he'll say, like he considers Midsummer just like a breakup film. He barely touches on the horror. And it's like, bro, do you know what you create yes. is terrifying? <laughs> yes. And like, yeah, between this, Hereditary, and like that short, it's like, dude, you're touching on subjects that are so fucking taboo, my yep. guy. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So. That one really like made me very sad. Yeah. And also just like, like, I don't know. I felt like I needed to go take a shower. Dude, you really do. It's I mean, I thought that, like, this stuff was dirty. No, this short is dirty. <sighs> yeah. It's real uncomfortable. And it has such a bleak ending, too, of course. So it does. Because cool. yeah. um, I remember I was um, just, like, researching him one day because I was um, curious to see, like, if he had anything else that he made. Yeah. Um, and I saw that. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> whatever. Read the little, like, synopsis. Um, left none to like the imagination. You have no yeah. idea what the fuck you're about to watch. Um, then I watched it and I was like, oh, okay. Well. Yeah. It's. Um, that hurt me. That hurt my yeah, heart. Dude. My night. Especially because it's ruined. like. They don't. Yeah. I don't know. I would just say to the listener, go watch it. If you haven't seen it, it's disturbing as all hell. It's a little bit longer than most shorts. I think it's like 25 minutes or something. Um, yeah. I think like anywhere between 35 and like 30. Something like 25 that. 25 and yeah. 30. Yeah. So. It's not like a 10-minute short or anything, but, yeah, if you sit down and just watch it, it's crazy. So, um, From 2011 to 2018, Ari directed five more shorts. Um, I didn't write the names down, but there's, yeah, there, I, I think I said this last time. I watched a couple of them. There's one where it's like a dude, and he's like agoraphobic or something, and he's like stuck in his apartment. And it was, it was, I'm not kidding. It was one of the worst things I've seen. I fucking hated it. I forget what it's called. I'm really sorry. I'd have to look at my letterbox, but it was, it was stupid. Was it just like boring? It, um, yeah, I can't describe it. Uh, what I'm going to do for you, Courtney, is I'm going to figure out what it is and send you the link to the YouTube or whatever. So you can watch it yourself and see what you think. Cause I, okay, I just I'm fucking curious. hated it. It was so stupid. Um, and I did watch another one that was like one of his first ones, like really old about some dude. He's like a shopkeeper. And he's like injects some, I don't know. It almost felt very brain dead almost like it. it I don't know. I don't know how to describe okay. it. It was kind of silly, like kind of funny. So yeah, it kind of was giving me brain dead vibes, but I forget that one. <laughs> that one was called too. Oh, well. Um, and of course, Ari's first feature di directorial debut was one of my favorites, Hereditary. 
Uh, it premiered at Sundance in January 21st, 2018, and was later theatrically released on June 8th, 2018. And like Courtney said, it made $80 million on a $10 million budget, which makes it A24's highest grossing film to this day, which is crazy. With all the bangers that they're coming out with, like the Northmen? Yeah. Dude, our theater was packed for the Northmen. So was I'm it? Like, yeah. So I was surprised, dude. Yeah, I remember it, like all of the, um, like Hereditary, Midsummer, when I saw both of them, like the theaters were super packed for yeah. those ones too, I remember. Um, you know what's funny? Actually, not for me. I saw Hereditary when I was on vacation in Chicago. And oh, I that's went. what you said. Yeah, and it was like a weekday, and there was literally just like a few other people. It was a really big theater, but... Yeah. And then kind of same thing with Midsummer. Like, um, there wasn't a whole lot of people in there. I don't know why, so... Yeah, because I think I I watched both of them either on like a Friday night or a Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, and those are the... So when like they the, come the out, busy. those are... Yeah, yep. Yep. Uh, so yeah, Ari Aster and producer Lars Knudsen announced in 2019 their production company Square Peg, um, of which I believe is they're producing his next film as well as a 24, I believe. Um, and yeah, that one is said to be a four hour long nightmare comedy, oh, quote unquote, yes. uh, titled Disappointment Boulevard starring Joaquin Phoenix. I doubt uh, if anyone like is screaming in their fucking chair right now, like I doubt it's going to end up theatrically being four hours. Um I don't see how that's viable. I, I just no personally way. don't. Yeah, there's that's no way. Half like... of a work day. <laughs> you know, like you know how much, how many emails I answer in. Four oh hours? my god, dude! Yes, you're not wrong at all. Hey, uh, I'm gonna watch this Boatman Boulevard twice. See you in a work day, <laughs> in a U.S. That's work day. That's my whole fucking day. <laughs> that's so nine insane. to six. Oh my gosh! So I personally doubt it's gonna actually be that. I feel like. That's going to end up being the directorial debut, or I mean, the cut, director's cut vibe, and A24 is going to release it for $182, you know? <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> so don't be too crazy for it. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm stoked for it because Joaquin Phoenix and Ari Aster together. Are you yeah. kidding me? That's going to be crazy. When, what was Joaquin's last movie that he was in? Uh, probably most recently, Come On, Come On. It was another A24 film. It's, uh, I'm actually... Oh, yeah, that's 2021. Yep, yep. I'm actually technically currently trying to get through it right now. Not trying to. I just, uh, I started a couple nights ago and then we fell asleep, so. But it's super good so far, so. Yeah, I like him. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yes, yeah, me too. Um, and also most recently he signed, Ari Aster signed a TV deal with a 24. So I don't know what that means. I'm ready. Uh, the only show that I know that a 24 produces that I can think of off the top of my head is euphoria. I'm sure there's other ones, but I'm ready for it. Cause I, dude, I feel like he could, that's, what's crazy is if he wants to make a four hour film, he could just make a mini series or something, yeah. you know, just do a season of yeah. something. dude. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. And, um, yeah, so some of Astor's favorite films include, this was from a interview with Criterion, um, Rosemary's Baby, of course, and you could totally get that. Persona, A Matter of Life and Death, A Bright Summer Day, The Age of Innocence, The Piano Teacher, and Repulsion. So that makes total sense. Um... And as for the film itself, I didn't pull a whole lot because I feel like we got a pretty decent-sized discussion coming up. So in Sweden, uh, I feel like a lot of people already know this, this film is looked at as a black comedy. Um, They don't take it too seriously, even though some of the subject matter, I'm like kind of looking from side to side, like, what are you guys talking about? But okay. (laughs) Uh, The film originally was given an NC-17 rating, 
Uh, so I already decided to cut around 30 minutes from it and can be seen. And that, that stuff can be seen on the director's cut, which, you know, like I said, I watched the director's cut to me. It doesn't like add too much to why it would be NC 17, but okay. I guess. Um, cause I'll walk you guys through some of the scenes that were cut for the theatrical release. Uh, the iconic scene where the, you know, the two older people commit Ada Stupin, whatever, uh, whatever the Ada Stupin, uh, it's mostly a myth, I guess. It's not really, it's, it's kind of like loosely based on like religion and like the Christians, uh, trying to convert the people. They, they tried to make it seem like everyone was barbaric or something back way back in the day yeah. in Scandinavia stuff. So yeah, I don't, I don't, you could dive into that, but yeah, it's mostly a myth. It's not really a real thing. Um, and yeah, I think you already said this, but they started production directly after hereditary, like just probably because hereditary made so much money. They were like, okay, well next one. Yeah, they're like, sir. we're going in. Yeah. Conveyor belt, as please. Much yeah. Money as we can. Yes, exactly. And my last little fun trivia fact is Ariana Grande actually loves the shit out of this film. And, she tried to buy the May Queen gown at the auction uh, a couple years ago, but failed, I guess. And she ended up having a Midsommar-themed birthday party one year. So that's fun. All right, let's dive right into that heart, dude. Yes, so the heart. Um, so I will say I did not write this. <laughs> For anybody listening, I am plagiarizing. Um, <laughs> and I'm not going to act credit. like I wrote it. Yes, uh, this is by a Nick... Rig- Riganus okay. on IMDb. Yes. Shout out I to you, I told bud. Jensen I was hopping on tonight and completely forgot the synopsis. <laughs> so this is what I got. This is what he got. So this is what he wrote for us. Yeah. Uh, so traumatized and still struggling to come to terms with an appalling family tragedy, Danny, an American graduate student, turns to Christian, her self-centered and distant boyfriend, against the backdrop of their inevitable breakup. Um, in high hopes of repairing their disintegrating relationship, Danny tags along with two of Christian's companions and their cryptic friend Pele yeah. uh, to attend a once-every-90-years summer solstice festival at an isolated pagan commune nestled in the heart of the Swedish province of Halsingland. Um, at last, for the first time in a long while, Danny feels happy. However... In this friendly and verdant haven of peace, harmony, and constant sunshine, the welcoming community's verdant haven of peace... Wait, sorry. Uh, However, in this friendly and verdant haven of peace, harmony, and constant sunshine, the welcoming community's peculiar traditions start to blemish the folkloric utopia as the uncomfortable feeling of uneasiness starts to creep up on Pele's guests. But in the eyes of the uninitiated newcomers the naturalistic rituals seem brutal could a numbing truth be hiding in plain sight he used a lot of words (laughs) a lot of words (laughs) he just like comes for me he's like i'm suing you actually for for using that plagiarism dude (laughs) i will i will uh provide my citations and (laughs) yeah all of those things. Oh, shit. Well, shout out to you, Nick. Whatever. All right. So I usually like to kick it off with a question. Um, and I think I asked this last time we did this. Um, are we technically against the Atastupa or whatever? Um, like, how do we feel about that? 
So for me personally, um, I am not against it. Yeah. Just because if it is a tradition, um, like if it was a real tradition that um, they participated in um, for whatever reason. Yeah. I think it's fine because um, it is something that they've done, like their ancestors have done, etc. Um, the people who um, volunteer, like they are like consenting to it. Right. So it's right. not like they're being forced yeah. to do it against their will. Um, and from what they say in the movie, like they're happy to do it and there are reasons why they do it. Right. Um, I personally don't know if I would want to witness it. Yeah. That'd be pretty shocking. Um, but yeah, I'd say overall, I, I think it's fine. Right. I, I'm in, in agreement. I think like technically in the States, it's assisted suicide if we're looking at that, um, which I believe is legal here in Colorado. Um, I, I feel for that because I just think at some point, you know, if you are at a certain age or if you're sick, you should kind of have the right. I know it's kind of teetering on that line of like, are you sure? But I feel like you should have the right to choose like if you want to like take your life. Yeah. And, and like, that's, and, and that's what I was telling my wife, Chanel, like think they get to have like this big celebration and yeah. every, and I know like it's graphic. Like I'd say that's the only thing is like, maybe we can, change the means of it <laughs> like yeah. maybe not bash our fucking face on a rock but um jump from a really high cliff yeah no thank you sharp rocks oh no and gravel yeah and yeah. feet first uh guy yes. okay guy <laughs> um but yeah i mean if we could change the means and but make it like a big celebration i don't really personally see anything wrong with that but that's just yeah. our take i get it uh you know people think you should be taken out by dying in a car accident, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, dude. Thanks. Or like, cool. <laughs> yeah, a fire, drowning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. And okay. like in the movie, they say, um, like the unborn babies uh, take the names of the people who sacrificed themselves. Okay. Um, okay. So it's like a new life. Um, yeah. So like they give their life for a new life. So like those new babies that are born, they take their names. Right. Um, which I thought was kind of sweet. Yeah. But. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's complicated, but I definitely, I like having those discussions because I just feel like, you know, it, it's just interesting how people. Yeah, and uh, if people want to do what they want to do, let them do it. Pretty much, yeah. But and like you, you said, see it, don't yeah, look. yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't really want to see that. I mean, because, dude, PTSD, bro, are you kidding me? I know. Like, so, that would live rent free in my brain uh, for yes. the rest of my are life. Are you kidding me? I'd be like, I'd end up back in the States, just like all my, it'd be like 10 years later. I'm like working at a business place and like a dude starts to walk down the stairs and it looks like he's going to fall. And I'm like, no, yeah, (laughs) fuck. (laughs) that would be rough. All right. Let's get to some notes, dude. Let's discuss this crazy, crazy film. So it opens up with winter, like uh, shots of winter and beauty and like singing and all this shit. And it's really pretty. And I always, you know, kind of think it's interesting how we open with that because it's like, it's already starting out really dark. Yeah. You know, the rest of the film, you see the sun the whole time, basically. Everything's sun-baked and like, there's only a couple nighttime scenes, but this beginning while she's grieving and everything is very dark and like, even when things happen in a minute, 
uh, and she's grieving with her boyfriend, Christian, it's nighttime and the snow is falling and stuff. And yep. yeah, it's very like understated instead of like colorful and crazy like it is the rest of the film. And so. even the title sequence. Yes. Yeah. It's like you could. Is like completely opposite of what the rest of the movie is. Yeah. Yeah. Some people complain in theaters like I couldn't even see Midsummer pop up. I'm like, well, use your eyes or what's up, G? Yeah. Um, and in a theater too? <laughs> like you could see yeah. that easy. Dude, people are weird. Are you kidding me? I mean, yeah. So. There's there's always going to be a complaint. Some kind yeah. of dumb complaint. Oh, yeah. I couldn't that hear them. That makes no yeah. sense. <laughs> like, put the fucking subtitles on then. Oh, yeah. I love subtitles. So, so do um, I. Same, same. But the real opening is for real. I've said this. It feels like I've said this a million times because of how we've recorded this already and stuff. But, hey, um, the real opening is, like, the most haunting thing I've ever seen. Ugh. Yeah. God damn it. Like. It's awful. Yes, I mean, and, and anyone who's seen it, they know what the fuck we're talking about. It's Danny's sister takes her parents and her own life by gassing them with tubes from the car exhaust taped to their mouths and shit. I guess it's not taped to the parents' mouths, but it's still... But the sister. Yeah, it's it's so, like, disturbing. And it's, like, the way that Ari Aster, like, creates the, the buildup to these kinds of situations is, like, are you okay? Because guys, because he knows he knows what is gonna fuck with people, and that one hundred percent fucked with me. Like that, yeah. It's still like every time I watch it, I know it's come. I know it's coming. I know, right? And it just like my whole body, yes, tenses up with the music and everything. Oh, stop! And her cries. I can't. My God. Yeah. Yes, Danny's brutal. Yes, Danny's cry is literally one of the most haunting things and juxtaposed with this scene. So like the music and the lighting and just everything, it's so haunting and disturbing. And, um, when I saw it in theaters all like, cause I don't think in the trailer, they really allude to this scene that much. Like yeah. they don't show any of it. So you don't really know about it at all. And this is probably the closest I've ever thought about walking out of a theater just because I was like kind of depressed at the time and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, Wow. You know, it, it kind of fucks with your head, dude. It's And crazy. it's so dark yeah. that it's, like, kind of hard to, like, because the first time I saw it when they show the shot of the sister. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't, like, grasp fully, like, what she looked yeah. like yeah. with, like, the vomit and stuff on her shirt. Right. Um, and then the second time I saw it, <sighs> I was like, oh, shit. Like, yep. her eye, like, one of her eyes is, like. Like all, like, bloodshot or something. Yeah, or like, it's, like, white, yeah, like, milky. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of detail. I know, it's crazy, dude. So, and and definitely want to get past that scene. So, movie gone. <laughs> oh shit. Um one one thing of interest I think is that Christian, her uh Danny's boyfriend is shown in mirrors quite a few times in the beginning. Hmm. Um and I think it shows that we never really know the true him until yeah. like the end if you think about it because he's all buddy buddy with all his friends, but honestly, and he's obviously like kind of trying to be a good boyfriend, kind yeah. of. Um, but as time goes on throughout the film, like when they're showing him out of mirrors, like in person, you're like, "Oh, we're seeing who you really are," and you're kind of yeah. fucking disgusting. Like you're yeah. fucking over your friends, you're fucking over your girlfriend. Like you just don't care about anyone except for yourself. Except for yourself, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, he's a really gross character. But and and it's so funny in things like this situation where Jack Raynard, the actor, fucking kills it. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> but so it's like nothing against him, but it's just Christian is one of the grossest characters ever. He really is. Uh Yeah. Um Yeah, I've never wanted to punch someone in the face more. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I want to punch him in the face. Right. And and yeah, you can argue that what's his friend's name? The Mark? Is it Mark? The yeah. one that's a douchebag? Yeah. Yeah. Um that I was in the beginning. Yeah, Mark is He's a fucking idiot and he is an asshole. And I've had friends like that in the past. Like, yo, like, you know, you need to do this. This, Like, uh, I'm sure a lot of guys have experienced like those friends where it's like, dude, you're on a leash, bro. You got to get off that leash or whatever, you know, shit like that. And so I get it. I've had friends like Mark, but throughout the film, Mark is kind of funny sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And I think they needed that character. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just to kind of break up. Like the emotion and the like yeah. darkness of oh, yeah. everything. Um, yep. Like just to add that little bit of comedy aspect, he definitely adds that, but it's not like too much. Right. It's like the perfect blend. Cause yeah. Yeah. There's just little lines like, uh, okay, uh, she's going to go show me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it, dude. What? The sky's blue. How's that possible? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what was he saying? Telling everybody to lay down. Yeah. Guys. Okay. Lay down. Come on. It, it feels really good. <laughs> I mean, he's probably not wrong. No, dude. Yeah, he's totally on it. Um, so, yeah, Mark is funny, but he's he's a dick. But honestly, Josh, the studious friend, if you think about it, he's kind of a dick as well to Danny. Yeah. Because here's the thing. You, just because you have a friend who has a girlfriend that you might not like or whatever, doesn't mean you have to be a dick to her and, like, yeah. ignore her. And, like, the scene where... She goes to the uh, their apartment or whatever, and she's like, I think I'm going to Sweden with you guys, I guess. And she's talking to Pele. They're talking, and Josh just kind of, like, looks up at them and, like, kind of rolls his eyes and gets up and goes away. And I'm like... Yeah, because then Mark gets, like, visibly pissed. Yeah, yeah. Mark is, like, out of there. He, that's when Mark is like, yo, can you help me with this, whatever, paragraph yeah. or some shit? So they dip. But, yeah, it's just, like, the three of them and... Josh gets bored of their conversation and just like walks away. And he, he proves that throughout the film, like he's not the greatest guy either. He's very selfish and he's thinking only about his thesis, which I get that mentality of, you know, that's important, but at the same time, you don't have to like barrel through everyone else around you. Yeah. So, and it's odd to me because she doesn't like, she's not, annoying she's not overbearing no. like she's a very kind person to all of them dude yeah. um like she's always like asking them like questions about themselves and like yeah giving them her undivided attention like i don't see why they wouldn't like her maybe because he spends time with her and like doesn't Ugh. hang out with them as much i don't know but like compared to christian she there's she's not an asshole like no. he's a freaking Yes, exactly. Like actually a dick. Great A. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> and that's what makes it so tragic is like she's like you said, she's not a bad person. So it's just heartbreaking to see this descent and like how she gets to the good for her part of this yeah. <laughs> uh, whole episode. So um and yeah, speaking of that whole scene in the apartment, the transition shot from like when she goes into their bathroom, then it ends up being like the planes bathroom. Yeah. I love, love that. it, dude. Yes. Love it. It's such a good time jump of just like, you know, she's still grieving. Yeah. And there's just a lot of stuff. Have you ever seen, um, eternal sunshine of the smallest yes. mind? Yes. Like that scene where he's walking out of the, um, bookstore that she worked in or the record store. And yeah. he like all the lights shut off behind him and he's in his friend's living room. 
I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like exactly reminds me of that scene. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just like a creative way to say, Hey, we're going to go to this scene now. This person is still feeling this pain. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. So, um, and this, I think this is the first time I've really, really caught on to this because obviously I knew what it meant, but this part pissed me off was when they get to Sweden, Danny was gaslit into doing shrooms when they first arrive. Yes. And I think that's fucking bullshit because yeah. she's like, like she's literally gaslit, dude. Like she's so, oh man, it's so heartbreaking because she's like, I think I'm going to wait. So then Christian is like, okay, I'll wait with you. And it's like, you didn't have to do that. She yeah. just, maybe she didn't want to do them and disappoint like you. Like at all. Yeah. yeah. So just, you know, she didn't say, no, I'm not going to do them and you can't do them either. She's just basically saying, I'm not going to do them right now. So go for it. And he decides to guilt his friends and then they turn it back on her. It's like this, this circular pattern of bullshittery that basically forces her to take shrooms right as they get to fucking Sweden. Excuse me. I don't want to do that either. Yeah, and that I just scene, like, makes me so uncomfortable because I feel like I've been in positions like that, too. Yep, yep. Because I have struggled a lot in my life of being, like, a people pleaser. Right, and speaking and, up for yourself or not. Yes, yeah, and yeah. it's hard, like, um, I'm a lot better at it now. That's good, um, yeah. But before, like, I probably would have done the same thing that she did where she's like, yeah. well, no. And then he's like, well, I'll wait. And then she's like, no, I'll do it. Like, I'm fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she eventually does, even though she didn't want to. No, and she wasn't ready. With this scene, you know, yeah. she, dude, she was not fucking ready. And ugh, it just sucks. Like, And then I feel like that also and being in that headspace, too, where you're like uncomfortable because you feel like you've pissed people off. Yeah. And you don't want to look like you just said, you're a people pleaser. You don't want to upset everyone and like ruin this first yeah. moment of this vacation already and start yeah. off with a fight or anything. So and I everybody kind of understands that feeling. But at the same time, it's just like. That's where you, the opposite of it, have to be a better person and not, you know, like if, if it were Chanel saying, I don't want to do shrooms right now, I'd be like, that's super understandable. Yeah. Either A, I don't either genuinely, and I don't care what my fucking friends think, yeah. or B, I'm going to do them and you're okay with that, I hope, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. Let's figure this out, but let's not gaslight you into doing a fucking ugh, a drug that you're not ready for, so... Uh, yeah, I wrote the quote down. How is that possible? The sky's blue. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. It's so funny. Um, yeah, and then the, the, in this scene is where like when she when they all kind of first start tripping and she looks at Christian, uh, his face is all like yep. morphed and shit. I've never noticed that. Um, another thing I've never noticed is when they walk through like the little <laughs> the Stargate thing. It's like a. <laughs> Like that little archway, you know, when they first get to the, like the, yeah. the commune. Um, I've never noticed the amount of other backpackers there are. Like, yeah, there's a lot. Dude, there are. There's like a group of them. And I'm like, the only ones we get introduced to other than this group is Connie and uh, whatever his name is. Simon. So, Simon. Simon and Connie. So where did the other people go? Were they just totally cool with... The Atasupa and all that shit or what? <laughs> They're just, yeah. She's got to change of clothes. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. But I've never noticed that until you pay attention. Yeah, there's like a chicken, like a red shirt and like she got her whole ass backpack with a tent on it and everything. I'm like, all right, well, interesting. So, and they, yeah, they just kind of disappear, but that's okay. Um, 
Josh experiences a microaggression or micro racism um, with they're like being introduced to like I think it's Pele's dad or something, and he asks him a question and the dude straight up just ignores him. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Do I? I don't think I remember that. Yeah, like. I think it's, yeah, they don't really fuck with black people because it's Sweden and everyone is Interesting. White. Yeah, he, uh, Josh, because he's, you know, trying to work on his thesis. So yeah. he asked them, a, he says like, I think it's when they're talking about his frock or whatever, his dress. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, yeah. And Josh, it's like more, more in my brain now. Yeah. And Josh asks a question directly to him and he just literally ignores him and looks at the group and continues on what he was saying. <laughs> what the fuck? It's so fucked up. <sighs> Um, there's a bear in a cage and then a love story. <laughs> yes. Yep. And uh, I love it. Cause I think it's Simon. He goes, are we just going to ignore the bear in the cage? <laughs> yeah. That yeah. poor bear though. I know. And that's it's... like a small cage too, for how big he is. Well, I mean, it doesn't have a long life, I guess. That's, sadly, yes. So yes. Jesus Christ. Um, I, it I did do... go to good use though. Yeah. Technically. Yes. Um, hopefully the, they ate the innards or something. Yes. <laughs> um, I love that, you know, Ariester is bold enough to include basically entirely what's going to happen throughout the film in imagery. So this is like, there's like this tapestry that we pan from right to left and it tells the story of what's about to happen to Christian. And that's the whole love story aspect. And then throughout the film, there's other like paintings and stuff that allude to what's going to happen to mm-hmm. Danny and Christian burning and stuff, you yeah. know, all this crazy shit. So I just think it's crazy that he's just like, yeah, we're going to throw it in there. It's fine. If people put two and two together, that's a good thing. But I didn't the first time. Yeah, I started catching on. Okay. Because, um, like, I remembered, um, like, the imagery with, like, the um, like the drinking, like, you know, the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. The period blood, um, yeah. The period blood, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like, I like was catching on to those things as it went on. Cause like when he's sitting there with the drink in front of him, like obviously his drink is a different yeah. color. Yeah. I like noticed catch that. On to that right yeah, away. Yeah. Um, yeah. like with the hair and the meat pie. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, yeah. So you, you, yeah, maybe it, not like the first time around, but maybe the second yeah. time around I caught it a little bit more, but I did catch a few things. Um, the first right. watch. Yeah. Yeah, I think the first time I was just totally taken aback by the whole commune, the whole village. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah, and then after the scene with the old people, like, you're kind of just shocked. Exactly. <laughs> for the rest of the movie. Yep. Um, and yeah, that was my next note is the Atastupa is wild shit. And why did the dude fall feet first? Who knows? He's a crazy <laughs> <Why>? boy. <laughs> just a wild boy. <sighs> just straight penciling down straight onto it, dude. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Frozen. Yeah, exactly. He just plumaged. Oh my! He did. <laughs> my dude, fucking plumaged down he onto plumaged. this rock, and definitely gr- gets even more of a gruesome. Death. Yes, because then he gets clonked, like his yeah. teeth tinged, like with the freaking mallet. Yeah, it's rough, dude. Oh my gosh! So there's this dance that they're doing before the Atastupa, and you can tell it's like the way that they grieve, um, which I've never caught before. There's so many little things. Yeah. Okay. Like, I just want to tell the listener, we actually recorded this with our old co-host, Brittany, um, and we are re-recording it without her, um, just because why not? And these are all different notes. Like, I found different things from the last time I watched it, dude. It's crazy. So, 
But yeah, there's like right before the Atastupa, they there's a group of people like dancing and it looks like they're kind of like mourning and like crying and the music mm-hmm. is music is sad. So I think it's just like the way that they're preparing to grieve. And it's just interesting. I think there's a lot of interesting subtext in that. There is. Yeah. But they like everything is definitely a group effort. Yeah, for sure. It is. And and that's why I think it's so welcoming in the end, near yeah. the end. Yeah. Is because and that's why Danny kind of converts, if we're being yeah. honest. <laughs> Spoiler, no. Yeah. Um, Which like after being treated like shit by her yeah. boyfriend and all of his friends, yeah. like to have a group of people that you barely know. Right. Like be there for you in a way. Yeah. That no one has been, especially after losing your family. Like yeah. your whole family, basically. Yes. Like Yeah, I couldn't yeah. even imagine. Like that's I'm sure it would feel like a breath of fresh air, honestly. Yeah. So, yep. Um, I did point this out a lot last time, too. Before they jump, I don't know if you... Oh, yeah, you didn't rewatch it. Um, there's this quick shot of a younger dude looking into the camera, and then he kind of looks up at the cliff, and he's sort of saying, like, yo, check this shit out. It's super funny to me, because it's, like, breaking the fourth wall, kind of meta, because it, it, like, sets you up, like, dude... You're going to see some crazy shit right now, okay? <laughs> I have no, like, I have no idea how I missed that. I know. I, I think I said last time I would record it and, like, send it to you, and I still need to because it's crazy. <laughs> it's just like, oh, man. Um, So, yeah, as for the deleted scenes, I'll kind of bring them up now. Honestly, um, like I said, I don't know how they would have brought it up to an NC-17 rating with what they took out. Um, they're mostly to do with Christian fucking Josh over on his thesis, that whole situation. There's a part when they first get to Sweden, there's like an extended scene when they're driving in the car, like when Pele's driving and stuff. Um, it kind of alludes to like Danny is like bringing up how Christian was thinking about doing his thesis on it too. And he kind of like shuts her down. He's like, shut up, you know? Um, and then I'll just kind of lay him down because I don't know where they fall, honestly. Um, there's like an, another extended scene where they're eating or something, I think, and uh, they they talk a little bit more about it, and they you know Christian alludes to the fact that he might do it, um, and then one of the more drawn out scenes I'd say would be and like the more iconic one that people would I'd say like try to find if you can is a uh, it's actually a nighttime scene which is super crazy and it's pretty long it's like a fifteen minute scene I think where. There is a, they're trying to make a sacrifice. So they're like, they, one of their gods is like some woman goddess thing that they like, it's like this lake nearby that they throw things into it and they decorate this tree and put like gems on it and stuff and like sacrifice it. Well, this one dude, when they throw the tree in, this one dude blows a horn and then a dude in the crowd says, no, that wasn't the right sound or something. And the goddess is unhappy. So we have to do better. We have to sacrifice something more. So they're like, well, what do you propose we do? You know, like, what do you, what do you want us to do, bud? <laughs> so um, this younger boy from the village actually, like, he, uh, what would you say, like, is willing to sacrifice himself. And so it, it almost goes there. Like, it does get pretty dark. Um they're about to toss him into the lake with like a big boulder on his stomach and he's like tied up and stuff. It's pretty dark. What the heck? Yeah. But Danny and uh, one other like woman from the village, stop it, kind of put a stop to it. And, um, so they don't actually kill a kid. 
which is good. Um, but this, and, and then the part that makes it so long, this whole scene is Danny like runs off and she's like, I want to, I want to leave. Like we're leaving or I'm leaving at least. And Christian at this point has decided to do his thesis here. So he's not willing to leave. So they get into this huge fight in this field and it's basically just solidifying more of the fact that Christian is a very selfish person and yeah. isn't willing to leave for Danny, even though she's like, dude, how could you not? Like they were literally about to kill a kid. Come on, dude. What the fuck? Get out of there, man. So yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. As for the, the deleted scenes, there's a couple small scenes, but, um, those were the ones to note. And like I said, most of them have to do with Christian fucking Josh over. So, I could see why they took it out for time, but not, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that Pele is totally here for Danny. Yeah, me too. You know, and I know it's like a bit weird because he shouldn't be pressing on a girl with a boyfriend, but at the same yeah. time, at the same time, like Christian's such an asshole and doesn't and care. And he he notices that. Yeah, and he like noticed that he forgot her birthday, and right, like he knows Christian's a dick. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I don't know how fe- people feel about um, Pele's character, but I personally like him. I mean, ultimately, I, I do know too. he like he brought them there for. Yep, yep, yep. You know, that's what I was gonna um, say. But sacrifice, <laughs> yeah, to sacrifice them. So he like yeah. brought them there to kill them, pretty yeah, much. Technically, um, so that's a little. But there's just something like there's something about him though that I I do like. Yeah. And he he seems like a genuine guy to her, especially like with yeah. that drawing and stuff for her birthday. Right. Um so like I personally don't have a problem with him, but I could see how people would. <laughs> yeah, like luring people to their death. Yeah. But yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah. other than that. And the pretense I could get past of a it. fun festival and a vacation. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's gonna get a little crazier than that. <laughs> oh man. Uh so yeah, I piss on the ancestral tree and Connie gets left behind. Uh, this is where things start to really break apart, you know, like everybody's kind of getting frazzled and pissed off and, uh, yeah. Damn it, Mark, you idiot. <laughs> just pit- Literally. Dude, like, how stupid <sighs> are you? And that scene just makes me so uncomfortable. Yes. Oh, when he starts, like, when the guy starts crying because he's yes. like, you just pissed on all of my family? Yep. Hello? Stupid idiot. But, like, dude, if you got to piss, there's A, there's bathrooms there. I know there yep. are. Or B, if you're going to go into the forest to piss on a tree, maybe walk a little further than 10 feet. <laughs> yep. So. Uh, and like you said, Christian's drink has always been obviously a different color than everyone else's. He doesn't care. He takes a sip and he's down. He's ready. I wonder if it tastes like pennies. <laughs> oh, God. Probably. <laughs> he's like, like wow, pennies this... and grapefruit. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, no. Um. I also noticed this last time I watched it. Uh, I, th- I feel like Josh starts putting two and two together, realizing what might happen to all of them. Like at this scene where uh, Christian is like a dick to Josh at that like last dinner when he gets the meat pie with the hair in it and everything. Um, Josh is like reading a book and it shows his face like very concerned. And then he's yeah. like, and then this is the night that he leaves his shoes on and he goes to check out the, um, the Ruby Rotter, the book and yeah. tries to get pictures of it. And then he gets killed. So, I think he knew what was going to happen, and I think he was kind of maybe ready to head out. He was going to get pictures and then get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Possibly. But that could just be my interpretation of it. Um, And yeah, and in that scene where he's taking pictures of the Ruby Rotter, I finally noticed that Pele is in the corner. 
And he's the one that bashes Josh's head in with the mallet. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's very, very quick. Like the camera movement. Yeah, because I didn't catch that the first time around either. No, no, no. It's crazy. It's super, super quick. So, um, yeah. So when you know the the big titular scene for you, Courtney, the the May Queen, uh, when Danny's dancing in the competition, she looks at her feet and they look like grass is growing on them or whatever. Yeah. And I believe that this kind of implies that she's becoming part of the community finally. Like she's finding her roots and she's feeling this connection yeah. with the land. Um, which is, you know, important. Like, like we just said, she's gone through a lot and she's got no family and even her boyfriend is a shit bag. So, you know, I could feel where she's actually like having fun with these people, even though she's like high or whatever mm-hmm. on this weird lemonade or whatever the fuck they drink the tea. Um, she's still like having this time of her life technically. And then she, yeah. when she becomes the May queen, it's like revolutionary. She's, a little bit confused at first and apprehensive, you know, when they try to like feed her the fish and everything. <laughs> yeah. Cause the, the part that makes me sad is like, she's having fun and dancing. Um, and then she sees Christian and yeah. he like goes and sits down with the group and then like her demeanor changes. Yes. Instantly. Yes. And like, she just immediately gets sad. Yeah, dude. It's the subtle shit like that. Right. It, yeah. Breaks I, my heart. Yeah. And that's why I can't even imagine going through a breakup, like watching this or whatever. It's just cause it hits home. Like those are the emotions that you go yeah. through of dealing with that kind of thing. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, Danny wins the whole competition and Josh is drugged technically and had talked about having sex with Maya like 10 minutes ago. I mean, this dude is all over the place. He's just like the way that he has a conversation with that one lady in her house. Like, he's so nonchalant about it. When she's like, what do you think about Maya? And he's like, Maya? And then they just, like, continue on the conversation. I'd be like, dude, I'd be standing up and leaving. Like, what are you talking about? Same. You're not going to drug me and force my penis into a, like, barely legal-age girl or whatever, dude. Get out of my face. I don't even think she was. How Like, was she, like, 15? I mean, judging by Pele's earlier reaction to it, because... Josh is like, what's what's this stone under Christian's bed or whatever? And he's like, oh, that's a love rune. And she's like, yeah, I think he says she's like 15 or something. I yeah, really hope she's awful. older than that or yeah. something. I God. The one time you feel bad for Christian is when that dude claps in his face. He looks like a little puppy dog. Yes. <laughs> the one time in the well, whole entire time. I f- like felt bad for him in that scene. And then I felt bad for him when they wheel him in the wheelchair. Yeah. Cause he's just all limp and like, yes, and he's, going on. yeah, those <laughs> two parts. I, I will admit I yes. feel for him, just but I immediately bit. snap out of it and I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. When him. he uh, goes to put it in, I mean like, how do you feel about that? Like, do you think he had willpower or was it because the drugs that they just, they gave him a bunch of drugs, dude. They gave yeah, him like a he drink. Definitely was fucked up for sure. And, it's not an excuse. Like if yeah. you're drunk, you can't go have sex with whoever you want. I'm not saying yeah. that, but like they drugged the fuck out of him. Yeah. So, and I mean, it even alludes to it in that scene when sh- that lady's literally forcing his dick in deeper, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, so I don't know, man, it's a whole thing. And it hit me pretty hard. It's super, super devastating when Danny finds Christian having sex <sighs> with Maya. You, I mean, she like throws up. Yes. She's and like dry heaving. Yes, dude. It's everybody's it's screaming. So, yes, it's so painful. And yeah, that's that's that ties into it all. Like I think when they start grieving with her back in the little yeah. place where they sleep, it's like fucking crazy because 
she feels that emotion deeper than she did. Mm-hmm. She's been so used to being alone with all this. Yeah. The, I mean, in the beginning, she went from trying to, like, it shows her phone screen of uh, how many missed calls or, like, how many outgoing calls that have been missed, like, to Christian and to her parents. She's trying to get a hold of people, right? Yeah. And no one's fucking answering. And then finally Christian does in the beginning a little bit. Um, also, she's talking to like a random friend in the beginning, which is never brought up again. Yep. But I think that ties into it. Um, and and yet near the end here, she's literally surrounded by a group of women grieving with her and screaming in unison. And like, yeah. oh, man, it's just beautiful. And yeah, that's just a phenomenal scene. It is, dude. Honestly, how did, how did they do that? I know. <laughs> And she's just a great actress. I love her. Florence Pugh is... Yeah, she's amazing. Uh, So yeah, back to it. Christian shows, or technically Jack Rayner, shows his bloody peen to the camera. (laughs) Yeah, he does. Oh, it's hanging. It's hanging and it's bloody. It's crazy. Uh, And then then he finds Josh's foot in the garden. And then he finds Simon tied up in a blood eagle fashion with his lungs pulled out, which is crazy. Yeah, what do they... they, I was reading about that. yeah, so it was like an old torture device thing that yes. the Vikings would do to their yep. pillaged villager people or whatever the fuck. And yeah, because it would like be incredibly pain because you, you break their rib cage from the back. Yeah. And then you pull their lungs out and they stay yeah. alive, but not for long, obviously. And it would be incredibly painful. So fuck that. Because I was reading um, like an article about this movie where it had like 50 things that you may have missed from the film, uh, mm-hmm. most of which we had already caught. Yeah. Um, but they had said something about that scene um, where he like found um, him like tied up like that. Um, and they said that his lungs were moving. Yeah. Yeah. You can see him moving. Okay. Yep. Cause I missed that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, you kind of have to pay attention a little bit, but yeah, you can so see him still alive. Like, okay. Yeah. You can see him like inflating and stuff. It's crazy. It's yeah, pretty that would gnarly. Really fucking suck. Yeah, I know he got really a rough death. If we're yeah, being honest, did. yeah. Um, and last couple notes: Danny, Danny chooses to sacrifice Christian, and he ends up in a bear suit. Yeah. Uh, iconic imagery, of course. Love it. Um, love to see it. Also, how did they get him in the bear? I'm not sure. You know, when you think about it, yeah. Because like, I don't know. It's all good, but yeah, it looks cool. So. And um, my last note, as their sacrifices for the season burn, they have a dance party and it rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I would celebrate myself. I know, right? So. They are fucking hard styling, dude. They are going in. Love it. That dude. scene is so emotional, though. Like, I feel... The music like, and everything. Teary-eyed, like, yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. Ugh, yeah, I love that scene. And just when she comes, like across the screen in her may queen dress it's yeah. crazy man yeah because she goes from like crying to smiling yeah yeah and then you're like okay yeah we get you good for you so, yeah, good for her. good for fucking good for her, her man and we're gonna do that every single episode for this month so uh, yes we are uh, gotta love it dude that is it do you have anything to add no we just didn't talk about ruben yeah true i didn't bring up ruben i mean unclouded um I mean, I like his cloud. Me too. Yeah. You know, he's chilling, dude. He's straight He is up straight just, chilling. Yeah. I mean, he, he, if you think about it, he's got the life. He really does. They he doesn't have to go out in the sun. <laughs> uh, he just gets to paint. 
Yeah, uh, they bring sure. the food to him. He doesn't have to sit at that long ass table Ooh, in the hot true, sun. True. Um, true. Yeah. yeah. He's straight chilling, man. He's so. got his own private room. He doesn't have to hear that baby crying all night. Ooh, true. That's super true. Which it's kind of crazy to think. Did, were all the villagers supposed to be in that one big house thing? I mean, I don't because there's a lot more yeah, than what there's you a see. lot more, dude. So there's probably multiple of yeah, those. I would assume. Maybe. maybe. There's got to be, dude. Because <laughs> there's a lot of fucking people. Yes, there are. So, but yeah, uh, Ruben, he's he's chilling, man. So, cool. That's all I got, man. That's all I got too. Sweet. No more game. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what do we do? What do I do with my hands? Yeah. What do I do? So I guess we just go right into the cause of death, huh? Yeah. Cool. Is there anything we're missing? Are we sure? Let me check my layout thing. Why do I feel like we're missing something? I don't know, but... I know. It kind of... Uh, I think just because... Yeah, probably. I know. Yeah, I'm on the same page. The heart. Yep. Got to delete all that. Cool. Uh, Yeah, no, it's just cause of death and then personal ratings and outro. Cool. Cool. Watch me be like, like editing it and be like, oh, fuck, I forgot about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to get to the cause of death. Yes. Um, Courtney, it was your pick. But, of course, May Queen. Let's hear it, dude. This may <laughs> surprise you. <laughs> it's a five out of five. No. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it it only makes sense, folks. Yeah. Hell it, yeah. Yep. There are few five out of fives, and this is a five out of five. It is, and I don't blame you one bit. So, you heard it here, folks. Um, and for me, I'll give it a four point five out of five toe tags. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's solid. It's it's definitely one of the more solid films I've seen. I love it. It's not perfect to me, of course, but hereditary is. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. I was just yeah. about to ask you. So, hereditary is a five out of five for you. It is. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's that makes sense. such a crazy film to me. So. Yes, um, love it. I mean, I just think when it comes to this film, like visually, nothing is better than daytime horror. Come on, man. It's so good. It's so good. I love it. And like, it's so funny because the split between this and Hereditary where it's very dark to the point yes. that some people complained, oh, I missed that because it was so dark. Like yeah, I couldn't see the naked guy. It's hard for me to guy. watch that one yeah, in my yeah. apartment. Yeah. Um, I have to have all of the blind shut. Like, right. TV brightness turned all the way up. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's the but complete daytime opposite. Horror. It hits different because you so you don't imagine that things are gonna happen in the daytime. Exactly. Like you always imagine like the scary stuff happening at night. Yeah. Yeah. Because like nighttime's scary. Like it walking is, yeah. outside in the middle of the night alone, right? terrifying. Yeah. But like daytime, no, you feel safe. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's just a fantastic film and uh, I'm surprised if you haven't seen this movie and you got through this episode. Well, <laughs> go watch it. <laughs> please, just please see it. Just do it. I'm assuming 90, maybe even plus percent of our listeners have seen this film at least yeah. once. Did they like it? Maybe not, but who knows? All right, guys, that was Midsummer or Midsummer <laughs> uh, by Ari Aster and. Yeah, I mean, it was our first entry into Good For Her. Dude, such a good subgenre. And I can't wait. This is my, oh I already know this is my favorite month. I know, right? I know. It's like they're getting better and better, honestly. They <laughs> really are. Yeah. So next week, 
Uh, I, it is my pick, and I'm pulling out Ready or Not, dude. Yes. Out of the body bag. Is that what you thought I was picking? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. I'm super um, excited to talk yes. about that one. I love the shit out of Ready or Not. It's kind of the polar opposite because it's like super funny in my opinion. There's a lot yeah. of comedy in Ready or Not. So if you haven't seen that, go watch it now. You need to. It's perfect. <laughs> I that love does. a good comedy. Yes, horror. dude. It's so good. And it's gory and everything. Oh, man. So... Yeah, watch it if you need to. Um, if you want to catch me, check me out on Instagram at Jensen Harper and Letterboxd at the same thing, Jensen Harper. Boom, boom. Uh, yeah, just come chat it up. And what about you? Where are you at? I am on Instagram yes. um, at Little Sky Dancer. Mm-hmm. I am not going to plug my Letterboxd because I don't get on it. Yeah, no more. We're done. So <laughs> I've I've moved on from that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, but we are on TikTok, though. We post the TikToks. Jensen's are like, they're popping off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to check us out, uh, Fright Crew on both of those, TikTok. Uh, I think it's actually Fright Crew Pod on TikTok. Yeah, but yeah. TikTok. Um, yeah, we post it both on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, some of the TikTok engagement recently has been pretty good, of course, before our break and everything. So hopefully you can get back there and it'll be super rad if it does. Yeah. So definitely share the shit out of it because it's fun stuff. Um, what should the listener do for us, though, Courtney? They should give us a rating and review, and we will give them a shot of period juice and a mushroom. I love how you went that direction. I was like, we can give them flower <laughs> crowns or something. Oh, <laughs> well, but yeah. No, the that flower too. crown's for me. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. So, sorry, guys. You get period blood. <laughs> <laughs> Take your pick. You want the mushroom or you want the period blood shot? <laughs> Shit. Okay, is... that's a question for you. What? Which one are you taking? I mean... Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Do you mean I gotta take a whole shot of period blood or like that, uh, the juice, that, the like the juice, juice or a shroom? It's like, it's like a little like drip. It's not like a full like shot glass full of period blood. It's like a little drip of it. Like he was drinking, so you gotta drink that glass or take a mushroom. I mean, I'm taking a mushroom, dude. <laughs> like okay. it's a drug. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not. Su- I'm not a vampire. But someone will clap in your face. That's fine. Honestly, okay. I'll pass. I'm not a big like blood person. Like it kind of oh, freaks yeah. me out a little bit. We talked so. about that with the Yep, yep. So the um what what movie was it? Was it Gonjan Hess? Oh, I think it was cuz V8 yeah. and all that. Yep. Yep. No, thank you. Oh yeah, cuz our game she asked if we wanted a shot of blood or whatever. I think that was that one. Whatever. Yeah, it was a shot of blood or uh, the oh no, I think it was for Lost Boys. Oh, to eat the blood. maggots eat or the, mag- the shot of blood. Yes, <laughs> no, I'm the only weirdo. And you fucking ate the maggots. I did. I'm a weirdo. Sorry. Uh, oh my gosh. Whatever. F- fucking roast me then. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, definitely check us out there and give us a rating review and all that jazz. Thank you. And if I were to say anything, stay out of stupa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Love it.